She definitely said Cheez-Its that Did time. you? Yeah, she did. Definitely. She's, ta- I, she's talking about snacking. I always say Cheez-Its. You never say Cheez-Its. Of Cheez-Its. course you do. That's all you do. You're actually a spokesperson <laughs> for Cheez-Its. You never say <laughs> Cheez-Its. By the way, that would be a really great commercial campaign. It's just somebody like stubbing their toe and they keep cursing when they're saying Cheez-Its. <laughs> That's we should you should go into advertising. <laughs> You've got a lot of these commercials. You want to know where all the inspiration for my advertising comes What's from? That? You guys. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll go in with so you. So who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, the Biofriendly Podcast is officially we're, done. We're we are done. going into advertising. That's it. Let's go. Let's oh, go. Some Dorcas membrane. What? Brought his phone with him. And didn't, you put, didn't put it in airplane mode. Put it on airplane mode. Yeah. So what I'm getting right now, just so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, I'm just going to turn this off. What's happening is the World Cup is today. Yes. If you're watching on the video... They're, if they're watching today, uh, as we release, it's Friday now, but to, uh, when we're recording this, there's more World Cup today. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. you're wearing what jersey? I'm wearing both an Australia hat and an Australia jersey. <gasps> for those of you who are partaking... I've got to get the yes. light in my eyes. Yes. Partaking in the, uh, in the video version of, of, the, of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's because on the t- at the time of recording, not the time of release, so yeah. this is old news for much of you, but for yeah. us, it's very fresh. Australia. <laughs> Soak it in. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! <laughs> oi, oi, oi! <laughs> we, uh, we very impressively and victoriously won... One to nothing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> against in Denmark. soccer, that's still, well, that's still a win, baby. Against Denmark, who's a really good team. Very, like a quality side that was definitely supposed to get out of this group, possibly even win this group. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, uh, we, we beat them. We beat them, and we had to beat them, too, because the, it, the, it, this was it. the Tunisians who were on the other side playing the other game, if they won and we didn't beat them, then they would go. So oh. we, we were like, we had to beat a better team today, and we did it. You did it. Unbelievable. Congratulations, Australia. So much excitement. And yesterday, the United States of America, not of Australia, but of America. Okay, okay. Uh, they, they won. Yep. They beat Iran. Yep. And so this is the first time, I believe, I know that Australia in 2006 made it to the round of 60. I don't think, I don't think USA did that time. I think so it's the first time the first that time both time of my both. teams, both, yeah. of my, both of my countries. Yeah. Yeah. Will they ever face off with each other? Well, so here's the crazy thing. Because that would they be They both wild. are going to have an incredibly difficult game next okay. time. So yeah. it's, it's likely that, uh, that it's likely that Australia has to face either Poland or Argentina. Both are very good in okay. the first round. Okay. And then somehow beat one of them. Right. Uh, and then U.S. plays Netherlands, who are also very good. And they would have to somehow beat them. However. However. In the, of course, very likely event that they both win those games. Mm-hmm. It's USA versus Australia in the quarterfinals. What would you even do? Um, Split yourself in half? I would wear an Australian hat uh-huh. and a USA jersey. Uh-huh. And I would watch patiently with excitement. Do you want... Okay, so here's the deal. I want to know. I, I, uh, I, love, I love Australia. Yes. With all my heart. Sure. And I'm going to root for them every single time. Except when they play the USA. There you go. Because because uh, this country's been good to me. I know people say that a lot. I know it's kind of like, he passed you know. The test. He passed the test. He's allowed to stay in the country. We don't, don't have to take get, him out. People sometimes get a little like weird when you get all overly patriotic. But you got to remember that you, you know, I'm in, I'm in, my, we're immigrants. Yeah. Right? Course, my, right? My mom and dad moved here. Right. So, so uh, 
you know, we, we came here for a great opportunity. We had, we received a great opportunity and, and, the, and, and we've, we've done, it's just been, it's been a good country to me. Yeah. I was born here. I was raised here. And right. though I spent a lot of time in Australia, this is my, this is this my is country. Your home. This is my home. Well, that was so, a test. So, so Australia, I love you. I love you, but I do have to pick USA in that game yeah. if, if it, if it comes to that. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but I have like five government agents like right outside <laughs> that door and I had them ready. They have their earpieces on. Yeah. And if you answered incorrectly, you were out of here, pal. Out of here, buddy. Out of here. They out were like, here. we want to make sure who you're rooting for the USA. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And USA is is uh, is is better. Also, I, I yeah. will say, I like. Look, Australia has been good. Amazing. They're doing good. They're, they're having an amazing tournament. Yeah. They, their first game, they lost so badly mm-hmm. to to France that I thought, oh God, this is going to be it's going to be a, a terrible thing yeah. for them. And then they won their next two games, which is like, wow, right? Way to go. So I'm 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 just at a, I'm over the moon for Australia because yes. I was not expecting any of this. Yes. For the US, I actually was expecting them to do pretty well because they've yeah. got a we got a really good really squad. good team yeah, yeah yeah well we have a lot of reasons to be excited today we have that so that's good energy in the space good and if you're watching the show you will see we have holiday decorations up it's beginning to look a lot like christmas it We've is glorious. got the talk bubble. We do. We have the Christmas light Made talk red, bubble. white, and green. And we even have the Greatest tree. Greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we even have the tree. And you see, we even have a tree. <laughs> we had it out of frame, but Noel got on his belly and on scooted belly. it gradually over. And James just, was watching the just, shot. Oh, like, I gotta get it in. I was like, this is great. And the government agents were also watching the shot. They were. Everybody yeah, we were all admiring. You, I was yeah. like, he's a patriot. Yeah, but we got it in. We, <laughs> we got, got the, it got, in. You made sure that was in the frame. Yes, that it was good. Good, it's in the ready shot. To go. So if people watch the show, which you know we know that the bulk of our our fans, uh, you know fanatics, uh, bio heads um, yeah. that are out there that are chanting our names, you guys are listeners because you're like I can't, I have to drive in the car, yeah. I have to go for a run, right. I have to lay in bed, I have to ignore my children and listen <laughs> to the bio friendly podcast, yeah, yeah. and or so include them. Some people include them. Well, yeah, that yeah, but I I don't I don't <laughs> recommend don't, that. Not talking about that. <laughs> no, we're talking about the people who ignore their children. People, we yeah. want people to yeah. ignore each other. No, all, all the people who listen to the show listen, but if you do have the chance and you want to go over to our YouTube, you can watch the, the clip of the show and you can see that we are very festive today, as well as Noel's Australian. I think it should put you in the season, in the spirit. It, it puts you in the yeah. season. It yeah. does. You have to admit, Veronica, you have to agree, it just immediately, doesn't it just brighten the mood like when the lights go up and the tree goes up? It just... Yes, it really does. Especially at night. I like yeah. how it's just so shiny, so bright. So shiny. So I, bright. Love I love Christmas it. lights. I I really do. I, I mean, love too. my word. My just, word. And everybody goes, now we got a, we got a deer licking his own butt down the street. Yeah, on, we on do. Lake. On and Lake Street, they have a <laughs> reindeer, uh, like it's like a one of those one of those wireframe yes. Christmas light uh, standees that you can take down, put yes. up, right? It looks like it should be on the top of a trophy. Like right. very, like yes. its feet are very together and yeah. it's kind of, you know, head back. But it's but licking its, its butt. it's also definitely head like definitely. back but down, definitely licking its own butt for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely going, what's back there? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you can do that during Christmas. That's fine. But it's so bright and crystalline white. <laughs> it is. With all the lights. That you, that you don't mind it at all. Oh, You're like, get, get like, after oh, it. Oh, lick that butt, buddy. Lick, go on, You're Comet. a reindeer. You do what you got to do. <laughs> Comet and Cubit and Donner and Blitzen. They're all on the avenue. They are. Yeah. They're all on the avenue. <laughs> well, I am excited for today's show because I found a pretty cool topic. What? But, but before we get into that, is everybody doing well? Right? Sorry. Everybody doing well? Carry on. You, right? you, you pal. <laughs> yeah. Everybody doing well? Great. Living the dream. Living the dream? Yes. We're all in good spirits. Yes. So we have an interesting topic today because 
It's causing strife in oh, the scientific no. community. Strife. Strife. They're, no. they're, they're debating. Should we solve it for them? We're going to solve it. All right, we'll Today, solve it. we're going to solve we're gonna it. We're going to answer the questions so the scientists don't I have I think to. all you scientists that listen to this show, Oops. that are ignoring your children and listen to this show, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, start paying attention to your children, one. Two, yeah, it's good. Um, we have a subject today that is causing strife, but I think in classic bio-friendly podcast form, we will answer it. We'll we will answer. solve it. We'll and solve by it. the end, they'll go, they'll, there'll be two sides, and they'll go... <sighs> Get over here. And it'll just be hugs. You were right. You I got it figured out. I can't you. stay mad at you. I you. Can't. <laughs> so All right. the headline today okay. is, are trees talking underground? For scientists, it's, a, it's in dispute. Wow. Right. All right. Have you heard of this notion of trees communicating underground to each other? Like they're all working together, Right. Have you heard this concept? Some certainly are. Yes, they Some are. Some certainly Absolutely. are. You can't, like, there's that, so a little bit of it's undeniable. Whether yeah. or not they're all doing it or right. all can do it, I have no idea. Right. So this is where this all began. So uh, Noel and I are diehard fans of Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. So on Ted Lasso, it even got more, it got boosted up because mm. one of the characters, Coach Beard, gives this great speech about how trees, we work together, mm-hmm. and uh, it's caused this term to spread amongst people. I'm sorry people. to, to yeah. interrupt you, yeah. but, but uh, one of my dearest friends yeah. from college and- Me? And, and my, well, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm right here. No, I don't. I don't, I don't look at you we're that colli- We're colleagues only? <laughs> colleagues only? No, your dearest no, friend. Uh, Scott Hutchin. Yes. Yeah, so he-, he uh, he sends every once in a while. He'll send Brendan. Brendan Curtis is that Brendan? His name's Brendan something. Brendan. He'll who, set. He'll, oh, the, the guy co- who Coach plays Beard. Coach Beard. Coach Beard. Yeah. He'll he'll send uh he'll send like videos of him doing a podcast or whatever. And I was like, hey, look, Noel's doing this oh. because when he's got when I've got the beard when out. When you have the big red, it's the reddish beard, it's a reddish and that you beard. guys and we both have. I think kind eyes. Kind eyes. I think that's it. I think that's the only comparison because I. very funny. I've heard it said before. You know, I've I've heard people say like, Is "Oh, no, kind of reminds you of Coach Beard." No, I was going to say yeah. it's 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 similar, but I think it's the red beard and I think it's the eyes and that's about it. Yeah. I really don't think you look like the guy. I think it's the the kindness and the beard. I think he's a handsome guy, so yeah. it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be yeah. too all right. too put out. All right. Yeah, but but yeah. I th- but it was interesting yeah. because yeah. now you know that's it's a thing now. Yeah. You know, the Noel stars in Ted Lasso. As yeah. Coach Beard. That's awesome. He's yeah. a friend of. Uh, Kevin Wheatley's. So he's a, they're buddies. Well, they go way back. We, we should do, uh, we, we, we should, should hang do, out. Uh, we should, we should uh, hug and take a photo. We people should say doppelganger. We should get the beard and the yeah. knoll yeah. together. That's it. So this, that was a distraction. I apologize. No, it's fine. You were about to say, is it weird? Were you talking is about Is it weird t- that I, that I called my own eyes kind? That was me. That was, that was kind of, kind of, kind of area. Here's the thing. My wife <laughs> said she, one of the reasons she married me is because I had kind of kind eyes. It's not weird. If you can't love yourself, who can you love? That's a good point. <laughs> you know I mean? should love myself more. You have to love yourself more. I think I'm going to get more into me. It starts here. Yeah. Because then you can give it to everybody else. Oh, I can. Right? I will, I will give I've, this love. I have spent my entire life. This kindness. Working on that part first, <laughs> so I, I'll get there eventually. I'll love the rest of you at some point, but yeah, I gotta love this there. guy. I'll get you'll there. You'll get there. Get there. I yeah. feel like you're starting to love you. <laughs> starting to love me yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but this has coined a term, this mm-hmm. this conversation that was on, it's been on TED Talks, TED Lasso, TED, yeah. TED, TED. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has caused a term to spread amongst the scientific community called the Wood Wide Web. The Wood Wide Web? <laughs> Isn't that great? I love this. The Wood Wide Web. I love this. Okay. 
Few recent scientific scientific discoveries have captured the public's imagination quite like the Wood Wide Web. Right. A wispy network of fungal filaments hypothesized to shuttle nutrients and information through the soil and to help forests thrive. The idea sprouted in the late 1990s from studies showing that sugars and nutrients can flow underground between trees. Mm-hmm. In a few forests, researchers have traced fungi from the roots of one of those to the uh, roots. Sorry, sorry have traced fungi from the roots of one tree to those of others, suggesting that mycel... Oh, jeez. M-Y-C-E-L-I-A-L. Mycelial. Mycelial, maybe. I don't know. know. Suggesting that mycelial threads... The writing is tiny. It is very tiny. And I can't... I'm not good at spelling these. So what you just said meant nothing. Okay. Suggesting that mycelial threads or mycelial threads could be providing conduits between trees. Let's go with mycelial. Yeah, it sounds more more science-y. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, the scientific community is wincing as I'm trying to. Well, they won't wince when we solve this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is so they reference they say as Ted Lasso's Coach Beard articulated that they make forests fundamentally cooperative places with trees and fungi united in common purpose. Right. A dramatic departure from the Darwinian picture of interspecies competition. Right. Mm. So this and it shows up in Avatar. It's a big plot of Avatar. Right. Right. So. This is great. Yeah, and that, guy, know, that guy sold. Uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Avatar, but, you know, in the Well, last they're like 20 12 years, years late. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like out for years, a long 12, time. Well, in fact, it's been, it was so long ago that people are going to be like, well, I don't even know what Avatar is. I know. There's a sequel coming out, yeah. and they're like, what they're is like, Avatar? This, is this it's a, a long this time This is ago. a second one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I know the dude's soul went through the tree. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, that's how well it communicates. That's how they can com- communicate with trees. Yeah. And we love trees, and we've talked about them so much on this show. But so this this has caused an issue, and the reason why I chose to talk about it today is... Is it anger? Well, no, not anger, but there's a lot of scientists coming forward, and they're going, hey, wait a second. Hey! Stop it! Hey! Stop it. <laughs> so it says, but as the Wood Wide Web has gained fame, it has also inspired backlash among scientists. Okay. Okay? So some of these peers are coming forward and are going, let's just, let's... One of the, one of the scientists said, I was worried... Because my eighth grade son came home and was like, did you know that all trees like talk to each other and communicate to each other? And she was like, whoa, 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 exactly, exactly. Her eighth grader who's enjoying a nice imaginative day at school is quickly being stifled by science. This is why scientists shouldn't have children. (laughs) They ruin imagination. I know kids like, is that magical mom? The mom's like, no. No, it's not true. No, yeah. just kidding. Um, yeah, you, you want to... Okay, uh, if your ch- if children are listening... Yes. Yeah. Plug your ears. Plug your ears. Plug your ears for, for 15 seconds. Okay, go for it. Can you imagine being a, a kid of a scientist at Christmas time? Yeah. And you're talking about the magic of Santa? Totally. Totally. Oh, God. And they're like, Mommy, Mommy, I can't wait for, the, for Santa. And they go... Well, actually, son, let's talk a little let's bit about. Let's just break down. Let's break down the logistics of this all of this. And this kid's and you're like, like, kids, like, man, <laughs> mom, you gotta, you gotta understand magic, and you obviously don't. You, you gotta suck. chill, mom. Like, there's a time and a place, right? Golly, come on. Yeah. So this is so they come forward and they say most plant roots are colonized by mycorrhizal fungi forming one of the Earth's most widespread symbiosis. The fungi gather water and nutrients from the soil. Then they swap some of these treasures with plants in exchange for sugars and other carbon-containing molecules. Mm. So, by the way, this is all coming from um, New York Times' Gabriel Popkin, this article um, that he did. And this, this came out this month. So this is, this is hot, this is hot up the press. Fresh. Yes, absolutely. Fresh. Fresh. So this is where... Wow. 
it, it grew. I highlighted a bunch of things here where this theory grew in the 90s and 80s, all these books, and it became one of the most popular things. Like, there's a TED Talk video with 5 million views about the Wood Wide Web. So people really want to talk, talk about it. Yeah. But as the Wood Wide Web's popularity has soared both inside and outside scientific circles, a skeptical reaction has, invo- has evolved. Last year, Catherine Flynn, an ecologist at Baldwin-Wallace University in Ohio, um, and uh, Dr. Simard and others, oh, wait, wait, no, University of Ohio argued in Scientific American that Dr. Simard and others had exaggerated the degree of cooperation amongst trees and forests. Most experts, Dr. Flynn wrote, believe that groups of organisms whose members sacrifice their own interests on behalf of the community rarely evolve, a result of the powerful force of natural selection among competing individuals. Okay, so she's saying that can't be the case. Because what we've studied over time in history is if that a species is willing to sacrifice itself for the well-being of others, it doesn't make it over time. Okay. That's one of that's one Keep of her going. theories. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just okay. 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 The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. computer's running. I'm yeah, right yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So she says instead she suspects fungi most likely, so she goes, fungi most likely distribute carbon according to their own interests, not those of trees. That, to me, seems like the simplest explanation, she said in an interview. And they go on to talk more and more about, whoa, 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 we're not sure how deep this thing goes. And I could read a bunch of that stuff, but I'm really curious what you are thinking right now. So far? Yeah. I don't think that all trees are the same any more than I think any of two of any species are the same. I think you're right. So um, I'm not sure that every single tree on Earth shares nutrients and communicates. And I think though, just to clarify for the audience, like what we're talking about for communication is, um, I, so like redwood trees right. are a terrific example of a tree that doesn't itself have a massive root system. Right. It just doesn't. Yeah. It stays up. It stands up because so many other redwood trees are around it and then they all intertwine and yeah. they work with each other to help keep each other standing during crazy windstorms and things like that. Mm -hmm. And those redwood trees that are near the creek or the water source or whatever send water up to redwood trees that are farther up the hill that don't always have, I mean, often there's, there's water there too, but if they, they don't have access, they'll, they'll get it. They'll share it. Yeah. So this is an example of a symbiotic forest where they are absolutely helping each other out. They're, they're surviving with, with the help of, the other trees that are around there. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case of a palm tree in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a palm tree in Hawaii, that thing roots in tight, has a big old floppy top, and it doesn't matter how much the wind blows, yeah. it's going to hang on. Yeah. And it doesn't really need the support of other trees and doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah it's not, or a coconut tree, right? Like yeah. should have said, yeah. But like that, it's, it's, so I don't, I don't know that that one's communicating with other trees. Yeah. And by communication, we just mean tree on top of the hill, Low on water. I'm going to yeah. pass on my water. Oh, now I'm a little low. Let's give me some. And then on the way all down, and they all communicate with each other. Exactly. And help. And that's, that's what you mean. It's not like the trees are saying, all right, there's a hiker right. walking along the bottom there, and he looks we, like a real Nazi. Let's take him out, right? <laughs> if you <laughs> fall down, you can kill him. You can kill him, Five, and we can finally four, take him to the world. Two, one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's I think. That's not that. But then and to answer the other one, I mean, there are lots of, there are lots of, of herd and hive yeah. species on the planet. Yeah. Ants sacrifice themselves all the time for the good of the hive. Yeah. And the hive lives on. Yeah, that's true. And the ants continue on. That's true. So I dispute the scientists 
I, I think she needs to go Mr. back Shin. to school. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is, so this is what this is what I found as I went through it. We're about to switch into a completely different conversation. Because what I found was, I think that they're saying the same thing. It's just the approach mm-hmm. that's happening between these scientists. Okay. So um, one of these doctors, Dr. Karts, said, it's highly likely that shared fungal networks do exist in forests. In 2012... A uh, study, Dr. Simmer's team found identical fungal DNA on the roots of nearby Douglas fir trees. The researchers then sampled soil between the trees in thin slices and found the same repeating DNA segments known as microsatellites in each slice, confirming that the fungus bridged the gap between the roots. But that study did not examine what resources, if any, were flowing through the network, and few other scientists have mapped fungal networks with such rigor, which I love that word, hmm. rigor. But this is what's happening. The fungus are key. The fungus are one of the most important parts of this communication. And this is a huge part. This sounds like we're talking about fungi talking to each other more than trees talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm saying is they're saying that it's not just about water and resources. It's about choosing and giving and selecting to different species. Right. So the fungi... Different species? I mean, I mean, giving to different trees. Okay. So... They're saying that like one group of trees is doing that for the rest of the trees. And the only way they survive is this, you know, that's how trees work. Right. But they're bas- but then as I dug in deeper, th- they're saying, no, that's not necessarily how it always works. But we can see that fungal networks are making it happen all the time. So there's two camps and they're not listening to each other because hmm. one is saying there's a worldwide web of trees and the other group is saying, no, that's not true. Only some and others do not. And then there's another party that's like the fungus links all of them together. At least that's what I extrapolated. That's a fascinatingly weird argument. Right. Because you're, you're saying that, no, the trees can't do this, but mushrooms can? Yes. For so, the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, if like if, if mushrooms can do it, why can't tr- trees? Yeah. Right. So, and that's what, and that's what I think is the interesting question is yeah. that probably the trees are too. Yeah. So, so well, this, that's where I'm heading with this. Yeah. So far, I'm yes. like, I feel like this is a lot of happening together. Totally. And so, so what? And I don't. I'm not a scientist, so I don't understand it. But I, what I noticed but you from play the, one on TV. I do play one on TV. What I noticed from this was. There's this whole, everybody's talking about how trees are talking to each other and these scientists are, are getting frustrated because their kids are coming home, they're watching Ted Lasso, they're going to Avatar, and they're going, that's not true. But I think that they are looking at a very narrow thing and saying we're getting carried away. Yeah, on what communication is and what's going, like, what are you... Exactly. How are you defining this? communication, how are you defining it? Are we tying, because if you're going to call it the wood web, what does that mean in terms of communication? But I think... Right, you can't plug into a tree... Right. Send uh, send a file and All expect that here. it's going to end on the other side of a tree. Right. I think that that is something that, that would be very confusing if a child thought that was possible. Exactly. And so right. these scientists are getting frustrated. But I think that they should go, hey, wait unless, a second. Unless. Unless. Here's the exciting thing. <laughs> uh, so, unless you can figure out how they're doing it and then you can send the data. And we're closer. Okay. So this is why I started us off with the doom, like the... This study is coming out right now at the same time. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Mm-hmm. The electrical language of fungi. Sounds snappy. I'm a fungi. You are a fungi. You're a fungi. And you are electric. <laughs> I'm electric. I'm a fungi. Mm-hmm. Do mushrooms talk to each other? 
We should have done this in Zubatin. Oh, the yeah. electrical language of fun guy. <laughs> totally. The electrical language of fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy, and he, he talked to me with electricity. Do mushrooms talk to each other? Of course, guy. Uh, a new study suggests that they do through the use of electrical signals, and their language is complex. Okay. So this is what's really cool to me. Yeah. There is there has got to be a connection between what the fungus mushrooms are doing and the trees are doing also. Sure. Okay. In observing the spikes of electrical activity in particular species of fungi, computer scientist Andrew Adamatsky at the University of West England found patterns that were strikingly similar to human language. Wow. Mic drop. Through experiments, he translated the spikes into a lexicon of 50 words based on patterns typically associated with human speech. Okay. Decoding. The electrical signals responded to changes in the environment, such as food and injury, according to the paper published in the Royal Society of Open Science. To record this activity, Adamatsky attached electrodes to four species of fungus, now, check out these four species of fungus, because this is the movie in the making, right? Okay. Ghost, Enoki, Splitgill, Ooh. and Caterpillar. Those are good. I, I want to play the, the video game or go see the movie that's about Ghost, Enoki, Splitgill, and Caterpillar. Which the four ha- which electric mushrooms. Which house are you in? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm, in, uh, I'm in Ghost. Yeah, I'm definitely a Splitgill. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. You're such a Splitgill. I'm such a Splitgill. Which one are you, Veronica? Caterpillar. Caterpillar. <laughs> caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, you seem to feel I, the Caterpillar feel. Yeah, uh, totally. Absolutely, Caterpillar. Yeah. Now, thank goodness we don't have any Enokis in here, because you know Enokis are trouble. Well, Enokis are... Uh, <laughs> look, not every Enoki has gone dark. This is true. But all... All dark mushrooms come from Enoki House. Volder tip. Um, (laughs) That's right. um, And uh, that didn't, I didn't mean that to come out the way that it did. I I apologize for that. I'm sure it went Uh, over the heads of anybody. Okay, good, good, good. And monitored it. So, so he monitored every uh, second over 24 hours. The findings revealed that each species had its own way of communicating. So all four of them, as they would, they're different houses for yeah, Pete's sake. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, while Enoki fungi used a rich spectrum of diverse patterns of electrical activity, mm. exhibiting low-frequency irregular oscillations, right. the split-gill fungus... Transition from low to high amplitude spikes. That's you. That's me. And was one of the fastest striking, uh, fastest spiking species Adamaski recorded in all his experiments. Thank you. So, this is what's so cool about this. He goes on to say, in syntax, if we could plug into mycelial networks and interpret the signals they use to process information, we could learn more about what is happening in an ecosystem. So this. Fungi can report changes in soil quality, water purity, pollution, or any other features of the environment that they are sensitive to. So when I read this article, I was like, this guy is proving by measuring with fungus what they are capable of. And I think that these other scientists are saying we don't have enough proof to say that this is how they're communicating or how they're measuring their environment. And I think he's beginning to find something that's going, they very well could be. Everything on this earth is the same then, I mean, it comes from life, it's life, then we may not be measuring it the right way, right? Here's here's what I would say. Okay. Do you believe in evolution or not? Okay, I do. So if 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 you're going to tout the values of evolution and adaptation of species and going from a single celled organism that lucked into existence all the way to what we are today. Yes then you have to acknowledge that 
the capacity to communicate exists. Yes. Because we're doing it right now. Right now. So if we're, we're doing it now, then why couldn't there be a simpler form of it doing more basic things yeah. in another species somewhere else? Yeah. Of course there would be. Yeah. Because that's, that's what, I mean, if we evolved to this, there's a reason that we evolved to this. Mm -hmm. So I think it is not only possible, I think it's probable that he's correct. Yeah. I think so too. And I was going to say, hold on, let me fix this real quick. He's uh, just bending over, ladies and gentlemen. And it was just, just great. Great. I was going to say, do you know what this reminds me of? Wait, what's that? This reminds me of the episode that we did on forest bathing. Mm. And you find time and time again in research, and I mean, this is probably just the nature of the beast of research, right, of, of people in scientific fields and studies. They would find people to go into forest, you know, Japanese forest bathing, and they would go in there and they'd find... Their blood pressure lowered, their heart rate slowed, their stress levels, all the dopamine and everything. It did wonders for them biologically, mm -hmm. mentally. It did good things for their health. And during all those studies, there were always scientists that were saying, well, you are away from noise. You are away from stress. You are. And they were giving all these really concrete examples and saying, you could probably take the person and put them in this environment. Maybe it has nothing to do with the trees themselves or being in nature. And it seemed like that they were kind of saying, I don't want to get too caught up into the wonder of, of nature. And when I was reading this article, I felt like there is an aspect of science that you can't dismiss the wonder of being alive and sharing the planet with life and we're all alive and it's it's the symbiotic relationship and there's a there's a bit of magic to it all life is the confusion it's the confounding factor of the whole thing the whole thing it's the whole and if and if you can't accept the fact that we are in fact alive right, right now yeah like we we think therefore we are yeah right that that there are things that are moving of their own volition all around this planet or yeah. are growing yeah with no other explanation other than they are alive. Yes. And we have no flipping reason how, yeah. and we have no flipping reason why. Right. We don't know. We don't know. It is magic. It's magic. And it is. It just is. It is. Life is, people think there's no such thing as magic. We're talking to each other right now in right. a room. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic. And that, and that, so that to me is why I brought this in today. Because I thought, you know, being... <sighs> Being an environmentalist and being in an environmental podcast, and we talk about world issues, we talk about um, things in this planet. But one thing I want to light a spark and light a fire underneath for young people, adults, everybody who's like trying to care for this planet is there is a there is a poem um, by Walt Whitman, I believe, and he says, "When I heard the learned astronomer, and he's talking about he's going on the." graphs and the numbers and the data of the of the sky and he's like and then i walked outside i'm paraphrasing i can't quote whitman you're off not the top quite of my head. you know, don't know don't have this one memorized don't have this memorized <laughs> he says when i heard the learned astronomer and blah, blah 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 and then he and then he says and then i walked outside and i looked up at the majesty of the stars and so he's basically saying like we can spend a lot of time measuring quantifying and trying to figure out this but every now and then you got to just stop and look up at the stars and be like holy moly that's incredible and I want to embrace a sense of wonder and joy. And I think that that only inspires people to want to care for a forest more 
if you believe that they're going, hey, these humans really kind of are ruining things sometimes. You know, I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand why on, on the extremes, there's extremes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe I do understand it just because that's how we are. But on the extremes of science, it's like there could be no, there could be no creativity. There right. could be right. no, no, no magic. Right. 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 And on the extremes of art, it's like there could be no, it's all magic. It's yeah. all yeah. wonder. It's yeah. all. And I, I, I think the, probably still, still the greatest scientific mind I think in history is probably Einstein still, yeah, I would absolutely. say, um, was able to observe things and create a lot of incredibly useful practical applications for mm. what he observed scientifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet he also has hundreds of quotes about how you can look at the dawn mm-hmm. and how, and in seeing so, how could you not believe in a God? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, how could, like, so the, 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 the idea, like, I think that the, the, we have to, we have to remember that it isn't always one thing or another. It can, yeah. it can be, yeah. you can, you can enjoy the majesty. You can enjoy the, the magic and excitement of life, but also want to understand it. Yeah. Also want to know why. Yes. Also ask the questions. Yeah. And also look into how it's going. And then what does that mean? Once I've figured out this observation correctly and proven it, what can we do with that? Yeah. How can we create more magic? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not all ones and zeros. It's, it's the variable. I mean, I know we, I, I quote this movie often, but the whole idea of the matrix was the, the reason why the simulation would prove false, right, was that it was too perfect mm-hmm. and there was no, no room for error or mistakes yeah. or unusual things to happen or unpredictability. Yeah. And, like, that's the entire human experience is that there's room for, I don't know what's going to happen next. It's not predict- predictable. And so in a, in a world like that, in a life like that, and in, in nature, in the forest, we may not be able to measure it yet, but I do think it's a fascinating idea that all things in nature are communicating to each other and we just don't know how. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That was that was the that was the cool board. And we then solved I, it. We solved it. And then I brought in, I just thought this was cool because it was like knowing about fungi. Because yeah. you're a fungi, I'm a fungi, you're a fungal. Um yeah. fungal. <laughs> That's like just really fungal. Um it, so this is pretty cool. What are fungi? You know, we know about them as mushrooms and all that stuff. If it says, if anything, they are our ancestors. An astonishing revelation is that fungi are more closely related to animals than plants. They may look like plants, but do not do not photosynthesize. Instead, they are heterotrophs like animals. That is, they cannot produce their own food and depend on others for energy. It's pretty interesting. That's very interesting. If you're wondering what fungi do, they are the master decomposers that keep our forests alive. If we did not have fungi to help in decomposition, all life in the forest would be buried under a humongous buildup of dead plant matter. They have been here for the fungi are the most... Antediluvian forms of life is understood. Antediluvian from... means before the flood. For those of you who are is that confused. what that means? Yeah. Oh, that's that cool. means basically old AF. Old AF. Yeah. Yes, it says they are. The, yeah, the life is understood from fossil records. Mycelium fossils have been discovered in lava in South Africa, estimated to be two point four billion years old. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is we should listen to the fungus, listen to the trees. It's all alive and. 
Stop being so cold-hearted. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I agree. I, 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 I think it's I cool. I agree with you. If there's if there is if there's evidence that these these fellows are communicating with each other, I think yeah. that understanding that could give you a better glimpse into how we got where we are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. are there better are there better ways to to share data to yeah. communicate? Are there yeah. other means with which to do it? It's, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Also, maybe you start to get a closer glimpse into understanding life. Yeah. Absolutely, but I also like I'm I'm one of those people who who thinks that there are there are uh, some limitations to to the brain at present, and that over yeah. time you'll unlock new level unlock level unlocked. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, you unlock new capacity um, based on what was discovered by those before you. Yeah, and then what you can then discover, right? Yeah. So there are some concepts that you know people have a real hard time with infinity. I say that all the time. Yeah. People have a real hard time with with some concepts that you would really truly need to, I think, understand in a very intimate and deep way if you wanted to understand life. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it's too much. It's too. It's like how could how could that even be? Yeah, exactly. And I, I just I think that there's some stuff that we just have to understand that we we got to get there. Yeah. And that maybe you know well we're not ever going to die. Yeah, we're never going to die. No. We're immortal. And I don't know if we've made that clear on the show, but Noel and I are Highlanders, and we've been here for like three thousand years already. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But for others, it may you know you may not figure out all of the answers to yeah. life yeah. this this time around. But hey, if we're lucky, maybe there's more to it than this. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, and honestly, if there are listeners out there that are in this scientific field of study and I've I've done you dirty because you're like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying this. This article definitely painted it as though there's a a group, a gang, um, bullies. No, I'm just kidding. There's a bunch (laughs) of real bully jerk scientists. they're, they're, They're going around and they're just kind of saying, hey, I think we're getting carried away with this notion. But I don't and, know. And to defend them, I yeah. think we go back to earlier what, what we were saying, which is uh, you, you've got to be careful how you explain things. Sure. Because sure. I, I don't I don't think it, it would be accurate to go saying to kids that you can run out into the forest and those those trees are having wonderful right you know conversations with yeah. one another. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, by the way, that we won't discover one day that they aren't. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Yeah. But yeah, as yeah. of now, there's no evidence that's saying they're doing anything more than sharing yeah. some resources. Yeah. And keeping each other alive. Yeah. And I think that that maybe maybe the heart behind these scientists is saying, I'd really love to celebrate with you, but I want the hard data. Yeah. I want the facts before I can celebrate with you. Right. And and I think I don't think people are going to be transferring their souls through trees anymore. No, soon. no. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. You're not plugging in your laptop to get your tree fi. Yeah. Um but I I I think in this day and age, in the year 2022, almost going into 2023, where we are working to inspire, mm-hmm. there's no harm in children or people going to movies or reading a story or watching a TV show that convinces you that the trees are interconnected and they work together, I, even if it is a little bit of a leap. You know what I mean? I feel like even if it's a little bit of a creative leap, it's like, I don't see any harm in convincing a lot of people that there's we have every re- reason to protect and preserve mm-hmm. and uh, make sure it doesn't die out and get chopped down every turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a that's a good stretch of I, the truth. I think this. I think it is better to better to assume the possibility that it's true. I think you can learn a lot more and get a lot more information if you observe that more closely. I think yeah. if again we talked about ants a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I I would be very intrigued to have somebody examine how hive mind works. Yeah, and how like how much like how aware is the queen right. that 
a, an individual ant has died in yeah. a certain place. Yeah. And how quickly was that queen aware, right? Yeah. And, and then how was that passed? Were there, electrical, totally. were there electrical signals? Yeah. Was it just a physical communication? What was it? Yeah. Is it a hormonal communication? Is right. it a, what is it? Yeah. Because that's... It's fascinating. Yeah, we can it is. find out a lot more about the about the nature of existence. Yeah, there's there's this cool viral video of this guy. He's holding the queen bee in the palm of his hand, and his entire arm is just the the entire hive of bees because they they know the queen's in his hand. And I saw that, and I was like, that is amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She's in his palm like this, and they're just resting. All his entire arm is bees. That's that's incredible to yeah, me. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like something that small is like she's in there. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're, yeah, here. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're not going anywhere, dude. You've yeah. got our queen. Yeah. So that's the hive mind that I think is so fascinating. Yeah. But that is the show. I brought in a, a, a strife, but I think we did exactly what we we aimed to do, which is we solved it. Scientists, you need to chill out. Don't uh, shut the magic. Yeah, yeah. Don't shut the magic. Yeah. And you know, know that you're exaggerating sometimes. Yes. Know that you're exaggerating because it feels nice. Yeah, it feels nice. It really does. You know, if, if sometimes um, if you take all the magic out of everything, people kind of tend to lose the inspiration and motivation. Yeah. You got to have a little magic. Yeah, and the scientists who have the magic are always the ones who get famous. Yeah, like those are the ones everybody wants to watch. Yeah. the ones who are just like they're like, oh, oh can you imagine what this means? I know exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Dream a little bit, dream yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but that has been the Biofriendly Podcast. We love having you listening to this show, and we want to keep growing and keep spreading our wings and flying and soaring above the world. And we want to get to space at some point in time. Um, <laughs> we'll, and <laughs> we'll get there one day. One day we'll send a monkey. To space i can't wait i can't wait so please share with your friends and family give us those reviews tell your friends share the clips we post all sorts of cool stuff um and follow us on all of our social networks and if you want to hear a subject i know i still owe that guy the logging one so that one's coming Mm -hmm. soon but we're probably going to be focusing a lot of holiday centric stuff so maybe we'll do that one in the new year but um or maybe not i don't know i guess you'll have to check every week You'll never know. That's just stay, keep, keep stay guessing. tuned. Stay That's tuned. Yeah. So we have been your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Jacob's brain is constantly rebuilding itself. Uh, don't be environmentally gimmicky. This guy's got bubbles. And featuring Todd Watersocks. Ghosts are sexy. We take, yes, I think so, right? Oh, take, take the, the W and w. move on. Oh, oh. Almost, 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 almost. Uh, we assume on this show. Ghosts are sexy. That's it. And then now, now I feel terrible to say, but we had th- we had Thanksgiving. There's been World Cup. We put up Christmas decorations. I've completely lost the new ones. Do you have it? Beavers. Are beavers are awesome. <laughs> I don't remember if we said beavers are great. Yeah, Something they are. Beavers it has are, to do with uh, with the fact that be- we like beavers. Yeah, we, we're, we're big like fans beavers. of beavers. We like beavers. We like beavers. We like. We think beavers. Are yeah, we good. do think. And then we had another one that we tacked on there that was Which like is a, the one that with the was, solar panels yes, that he had was, the nanogram. Mask. Yes, it was like we know our microns. Yes, we know right? our microns. Right or something like that. Yes, yes, something. Like yeah, that. We, we know. We know microns. We know microns. We know microns. That's what it was. But I mean, if we don't like it, we can. We can I mean, it. I think that the struggle of figuring those out is kind of fun for the end of the year here. <laughs> we know my friends. The end of the year. This is the last is couple that you only say once or twice before the year's over. And then those it's are all, always the hard one. And then we start yeah. over again. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Noel. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you. And what do you have to say? Have a lovely time. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.